0: Hello, and thank you for listening to Renewables, a podcast by Biostar, which aims to explore the current and future energy landscape in America.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Renewables. We are super excited about this week's episode. We have David Hopkins, the Director of Business Development for corporate partnerships from Sustainable Brands with us today. Um, Thank you so much, David, for being here. Sustainable Brands is a company uh, that I've been following for a long time, and it's a resource for me, frankly, to keep my finger on the pulse of all these amazing companies who are um, adapting their brands and really focusing on sustainability Uh, It's a global community of brand innovators, as your website describes it. David, thank you so much for being here.
0: Oh, well, thank you, David. And uh, thanks so much to our mutual friends at Barclay Agency and Jeff there for introducing us and always appreciate that. And we're already big fans of what you're doing there, Biostar. So thank you, David, for having me.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, another shout out to Jeff and Barclay. Jeff uh, has a lot to do with sort of the inspiration for originally starting this podcast, which has been such a fantastic experience for me. I've learned a lot, it's been really fun, and we've been able to cover some some really exciting topics. So before we go into sustainable brands and brand innovation and um, touch a little bit here and there on some of the leaders in this space, David, if you would tell us, Tell our viewers a little bit about your background where'd you go to college um how'd you get into this industry kind of how'd you get to here sure
0: uh keep it brief i i grew up in in san francisco and i drove through uh, a, a neighborhood there called the tenderloin district uh, and from k through eighth grade and saw Inequality, I saw uh, um, poverty and homelessness, and challenges that uh, a lack of, of nature um, challenges, just that I couldn't really wrap my brain around at such a young age. Fast forward to I went to college in Vermont, Middlebury College, uh, and I traveled. And I was I've been lucky to travel and realize the disconnect between sometimes education and make a difference in the business careers that young people have available to them. Uh, And so formed a passion for how to use business as a force for good in the world, addressing social and environmental challenges and that you could actually do both at the same time and they were not mutually exclusive. At Middlebury College in Vermont, um, I helped launch the Social Entrepreneurship Center wrote my thesis on it and worked with the, my advisor who became the executive director, John Isham economics, environmental economics professor there. And it was the first of its kind of a social entrepreneurship center at a liberal arts college in, in the country at the time. Um, and from there, uh, co-authored a book on social entrepreneurship called The Tactics of Hope. Then tried to become one, failed many social ventures uh, like yeah. any entrepreneur does. And since then, I've worked in renewable energy and solar. Uh, I've worked for digital agencies uh, and marketing agencies and companies, started my own business consulting some B Corps and uh, eventually started bringing clients to sustainable brands and realizing what an amazing community sustainable brands is, bringing my own clients to our events. And loved it so much that had a transition in my life and joined the company about a year and a half ago, uh, helping build partnerships for Sustainable Brands uh, clients and companies and uh, some of the, the whole ecosystem that we work with. So
1: Awesome. Well, we've only met a couple of times, but it, it definitely comes through in talking to you that you're, you're a passionate guy. You're passionate about your job and what you're doing at Sustainable Brands. Um, real quick on the entrepreneurship note, our CEO, Bill Love, is in a group called Hemp, the Hellsberg Entrepreneurial Mentorship Program, uh, which is led by Barnett Hellsberg here in Kansas City. And they, uh, they're, one of their many slogans is, put your worst foot forward. And they talk about all the times they've failed as entrepreneurs and why using those failures is so important to create that ultimate success. So, um, I, I love what you, what you said there and, um, you know, you don't always nail it on the first time, but, but really focusing on, it, we try to do that at BioStar, focus on what your failures, put your worst foot forward. Why did you fail and learn from it and become better? Um, so I like that. So let's talk a little bit about sustainable brands though, because the first time I met you, we were introduced through Jeff and, um you know, looking at your website and, and um, there's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot of cool topics that you guys cover, but, but tell me what sustainable brands all about and, and why does it fit so well with sort of your passion um, on this social entrepreneurship and, and how to, you know, make business uh, make the world a better place? Yeah, I'll be happy to jump right into that. Going back to
0: your comment a minute ago about failing forward and, how entrepreneurs work. It's also true that when we have failures um, in times like these where people are looking for solutions, they might be struggling in some ways or having anxiety or a lot of changes in our world going on, especially on this important day today that we're recording this. uh, And And so that we can address these issues through our entrepreneurial instincts, even within the companies we work for. We don't always have to start our own organizations. And the same truth is for corporate innovation. And so Sustainable Brands is a place that drives corporate innovation, addressing systemic social and environmental challenges through uh, innovation that also creates market value. And so for those who are are new to sustainable brands, we're a preeminent global communication, learning and collaboration platform, uh, accelerating brand transformation for the regenerative next economy. So what that really means is how do we create models like Biostar Renewables that can regenerate and and create circular economic models. And we do that in a number of ways through our events. Uh, we host major events for corporate sustainability, marketing, finance. Coming up, we have an event which we could talk about uh, next week called Integrate. Uh, we have events around the world. We have fourteen international events that were supposed to happen this year. Uh, SB Japan with three thousand attendees. SB Paris. Uh, we had events in Latin America. It was supposed to be in South Africa this year in Europe. So. We have the live events and that's how I first got to really experience sustainable brands actually was in London. Um, and it's a huge component to the presence that the brands that we work with have internationally often as well as the regional pockets that want to develop sustainability where they are in that part of the world. And we work with partners who see those connections. What we do is we connect the dots often, whether it's digitally through our or through our events, as well as for our membership group. So, in addition to the events, we have members. We have about eighty corporate members, which have in total uh, they employ five million employees, reach five plus billion consumers, and three wow. trillion in annual sales wow. revenue. So it's a it's a large a uh, lot of large companies. We also help early stage companies uh through our our webinars and online platforms is a way to get the message out there in our editorial and our our website uh which i've been subscribed to for 10 years now long before i ever worked here so yeah
1: and so i want to get to the website but you you mentioned the global piece and i think that's really cool that you're you're doing events around the world um you know obviously in the covid world uh that's that's had to change and i want to talk about how you've reacted to that and how you've been able to be successful despite having to cancel these events or take some of them virtual but but talk about the importance of being global and being international in order to really achieve your mission sure so
0: we live in an interconnected world we cannot look at what happens on the other side of the planet or the other side of our neighborhoods or counties even and think that what happens there doesn't affect us because it does mm-hmm. when we source the materials in the supply chains for the products and for consumers or for b2b companies that rely increasingly on each other and we see that with companies that have platforms like let's say hp enterprise one of the accounts i work with which is helping with data centers and uh, mass global communication systems and supports uh, as well as regionally supporting entrepreneurship and innovation around the world by connecting them into a community that helps them learn from each other uh, where what we found that's so exciting is that people s- step forward and ask uh, sustainable brands if they can host conferences in their countries.
1: Wow is that mostly existing customers who have a presence in other countries or is that, or existing members or that's like net new? These are agencies. Yeah. These, these are
0: agencies, a group called Pixelus in Paris, for example. Um, We have our friends, for example, uh, Yuki who helps run the SB Japan Um, in each country. We have, um, a, someone, in, in her case, Yuki, in, in Paris, it's Guillaume, who stepped up and said, this is, some, this is something I want to do. This is a community I want to help build. And we essentially license the ability to work with sustainable brands and bring the magic of we've, what we've done for so long. Not what I've had any part in. I just recently joined the company. But what Sustainable Brands has built over time and to bring that to their sure. country. Um, that's and really then neat. The, the brands come in as sponsors and support Got that. It.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, you know, when you talk about climate change and you talk about uh, setting goals, I think what you said at kind of the, the top of this topic um, is, is so important. You know, we can be really good in the United States, but we need buy-in from the rest of the world and vice versa. And it's, it's really a a global effort and, uh, you all have certainly figured out how to use the technology of the day um you know to to leverage your platform internationally and Actually, working on it yeah. yeah well there there's always there's always uh more progress to be made, right yeah, well, especially in this virtual new world we're in, yeah, so talk about that how how has that been, and how have you been able to shift and um adapt or renew your business model? to be able to, uh, stay relevant in these, these times.
0: Well, our model has been so event specific, uh, in yep. the sense that our corporate members meet at regular events throughout the year on different themes like design innovation or transformational leadership or shifting consumer customer behavior, for example, uh, like the one that's coming up in December 8th and 9th and the CMO summit that we host, and our flagship conference, which was supposed to be in Long Beach June 1st through the 4th, uh, and then got pivoted to December, and then, of course, now is not happening to a virtual setting. And we use a platform that we really like called Hop In, and we have hosted member meetings on Zoom, and we're trying new, looking at new platforms as well. And yeah. we create and curate an experience that's not the same. Um, however, in the world that we're now in, we're forced to adapt to and create meaningful interactions and engagement for our sponsors, for our customers, sure. and for our membership community to learn from each other and connect in an authentic way when a lot of people have screen fatigue. Yeah. And I'm sure you deal with this too. So um, it's, the, it's the world we're in right now. Our, our community is craving to get back together in person. And to be yep. with each other, we do have a big announcement that we've made. That June seventh through the tenth of next year, we will be planning so far to meet in person in San Diego at Paradise Point. But we can only have six hundred or so live; the rest will okay. have to be virtual. So it's going to be That's a virtual live hybrid. Okay. And, and a bit of a the bit first of both. I've heard and, of that. Great. Well, th- it's nice that we can help make this announcement on your show. Uh, and yeah, yeah, and we're, we're excited to see how it goes as, as any companies are right now. I think we have to take it moment by moment, uh, in the planning stages. And we also have a lot of sponsors who are already approaching us. that are interested in, uh, working with us and leveraging the platform for some announcements they have that they want to make on our, yeah. So,
1: so I have to ask, and maybe it's too early to know, are you planning testing around that? Will there be testing of the 600 people i'm just curious how you're sort of planning for that or are we are you hopeful that you know we're at a point by then where you don't need that or is the plan to have some sort of testing mechanism in place
0: that's a great question i have to say that's not my call luckily so (laughs) stay tuned for our announcement on that one uh what i would suggest is just signing up for the updates on our website on Sustainablebrands.com. you go to global events tab and you'll see a whole list of events we have i just hosted a webinar last week on diversity equity and inclusion uh, sponsored by everfi that you can see there. there's a lot of past webinars we have one coming up tomorrow with shell on renewable energy yeah and i'll be on there looking great forward i to forward to seeing you there so there's there's great events there listed on the global events tab on our website
1: And talk to me about Integrate because I I do want to get to your website. Oh, Integrate. Yeah, I'm sorry, Integrate, because I I love your website. I spend a lot of time on there. But uh, you do have, you have an event coming up. I'm really looking forward to attending the virtual event. Um, Yeah, tell me about Integrate and uh, what that event's all about.
0: Uh, thank you for, for the opportunity. It's pretty exciting. I went to this conference for my first time a year ago. It was called New Metrics at the time. And it's the new metrics of how we measure ESG progress and the ROI of, of ESG improvements from carbon emission reduction to plastic waste diversion to
1: cost savings, cost cutting. Such a huge topic because it feels like to me, if I can interrupt for just a second, it feels like we're still kind of in the wild west of all that, and the rules yes. in some ways are still sort of being written. So it's a hugely important topic that you're talking about, and um, I'm really geeking out and excited to attend it. So sorry I didn't mean to interrupt, but just cannot emphasize enough how important that is in our world where we're trying to show people, you know, yes, you're going to save energy, you're going to save money, but putting a dollar value to setting and achieving ESG goals is oftentimes, you know, not as black and white.
0: You're right, David. I'm glad you said it It is the Holy grail. It's like that elusive measurement piece. Thank you for mentioning it. And your excitement is something that we share and CFOs, if we can integrate the office of the CFO and the CSO, the chief sustainability officer, and have them working together with this, of course, CEO, COO. So that ESG becomes a part of daily operation decision-making. And it's not an auxiliary piece of the puzzle. And so what Integrate is this year, it's taking what we've done for eight years through the New Metrics Conference. It was supposed to be at Fordham University this year in New York. It's, it'll be virtual. Uh, you can visit it at the theintegrateconference.com. And we have CFOs from... Uh, Mars, Levi's, Wal- uh, Walmart, Chief Sustainability Officer, uh, Beneficial State Bank, United Nations, Global Compact. Uh, there's a whole bunch, a great list here. Impact, re- impact uh, investors, investor relations, off to the CFO. Uh, and we're presenting this this year with SOCAP. Some of your listeners out there, you may know SOCAP. It's a big impact investing conference that happens every year, a network of people. So we're partnered with SOCAP this year.
1: Right.
0: It, and um, the last thing I'll say on this is that I'm just bringing it up here to get this right. It's the shift to a balanced stakeholder approach. That's what this is about. From the shareholder practice the last 50 years and the players driving it to how the CFO looks at the overall professional services sector and, um the role of finance and in investment op- operations in best practices for ESG. So that's sure. the future of where this is going. So thank you, David. That'll anyone who's out there would like to attend. One thing I could offer your listeners is a free, is a complimentary pass. If uh, I can give you that, if they write you and are interested for that would their be C- awesome, for their CFO or CSO or highest equivalent, um, I'd be happy to extend that as a thank you Excellent. for.
1: I really appreciate that. So if anybody listening uh, is interested in a complimentary pass to the show, shoot me an email, dsmart at biostarrenewables.com. I'll get you connected with David, and we will make that happen. Thank you. I wasn't anticipating that, but that's a very generous offer, and uh, hopefully we'll have some folks take you up on that. Um, And you heard David mention some of the sponsors. These are serious companies that we're talking about these are not uh you know exactly mom and pop shops these are really big international players who are taking these goals um and these metrics really really seriously and so with that i kind of want to shift into your website because one of the things that i love about the website is the ability to follow some of these big companies uh johnson and johnson and and some of these you know mega companies that really are leading the way in the C&I space, Um, you know, the the big dogs really seem to be leading the way with this stuff. And so I think it's really cool how you're able to break it out by company, by topic, by sector. Talk to me a little bit about your website. Um, You know, I think it's just sustainablebrands.com. Tell our listeners how to get there um, and sort of about the framework of your site and how you've organized the topics.
0: Sure, thank you. And it's an interesting topic because it's in flux. It's changing right now. Uh, And we have had it organized a certain way. It'll stay this way for a little bit, but it's in motion. And that is to say that the topics that are most important to our community are sometimes shifting and adjusting, right? And, And we've seen a whole new set of issues that really matter that COVID and the pandemic have brought to the forefront, for example. The way that the site is currently set up is with different channels. So there's topic channels and we have, for example, uh, I'm just gonna share some of these, redefining sustainable seafood for the future, product, service and design innovation, the next economy, supply chain. We have chemistry, materials and packaging, marketing and communications, uh, collaboration and business case. Business case is of course, examples of driving ROI and ESG and how sustainability sure. is core to market growth through innovation in these areas. And there's, if you type in any brand that's in our membership group, you can read all the topics that their key- keyword searches are tagged to. And as well as by issue area, packaging, plastics, regenerative agriculture, in the top right toolbar. Just enter in any term or brand or company that you're interested in, and uh, you can read more. And also, we have webinars that are available for free. You can, we have regular signups as well for paid versions that we're launching called SB Pro for regular scheduled programming. Uh, And then we have, of course, opportunities for our members, our corporate members, and the the summits as well, David, so there's a lot going on there,
1: yeah, no it's really it's really fun, and I get email notifications um you can get on their website and set up notifications. I love the content and the different articles uh that come across my inbox um i I reshare a lot of them, uh but also I kind of stack them up too and and Saturday morning, I like to go back and read through and learn about some of these new sustainable projects. Um, and you have some amazing members in your in your community. We don't have time to talk about all of them, but I want to just take a minute and kind of allow you to kind of brag on some of your members here. Um, you know, we really like to talk about renewing on this show, and, and I love what you said about um, the website and sort of evolving uh, in that, you know, the topics that are most important change, uh, as current events and as time goes on. But we love to talk about that and talk about how companies are renewing or shifting to make themselves better and make them say, you know, make sure that they maintain maximum relevance in the marketplace. What are some examples of this that you've seen um, with your members or companies in your community? that you think our, our listeners would enjoy hearing about?
0: It's a, thank you, David. It's always fun to brag about our members uh, sure. because there's so many of them and there's so many stories. And uh, frankly, I wish we could capture them all. And sometimes we don't even know. Uh, a few that I'll share are, we have competitors working in a pre-competitive collaborative environment through our Brands for Good movement competitors like nestle and pepsi who are on stage together looking at addressing common challenges and how to do that in an authentic way that they both really care about we have procter and gamble increasing their forest stewardship certified percentage of of forestry products and how they're looking at their responsible stewardship in forestry in a whole new way and hp who's leading that with groups like FSC and the WWF as well. We have examples of companies protecting biodiversity and wildlife in Sub-Saharan Africa. We have companies that are looking at their own supply chain innovation through digital printing, like HP Graphics, who's helping literally reduce companies' waste in their packaging by 30% just by switching to digital printing on their packaging. Uh, there's examples of circular design Uh, we have regular workshops led by groups like IDEO that come in with our members and our members show how they're redesigning their packaging to reduce waste at all times turning their waste into energy like you do and uh, I'll say a couple different examples that I think can really stand out just generally one is a shift to equity and inclusion being a, a focus and a centerpiece of the governance side of how brands look at their impact. And a lot of brands looking at plastic waste reduction and how important that is to them and mm. really stepping up and being leaders in that space and how to measure that is through uh, their supply chain improvements um, yeah. and so we see, uh, we see specific cases of big announcements. We see partnerships happening amongst competitors. We have groups like, account, I work closely with Eastman Chemical, who's helping to repurpose, break down materials and chemicals and repurpose them. And that really seems to be the future, is taking waste and turning it into regenerative products. Uh, There's a great sure. company. There's so many doing these now, and I, I could list them, uh, that this is the future this. We have a waste problem uh, and we don't have a technology problem. So we can take the w- waste in a number of industries, find ways of eventually cheaply repurposing some of that into usable products in the market. And our members are really focused on that as well as how to shift consumer behavior change.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's the last, last piece I want to say is brands for good SB You can see a whole group of companies there. Coming up with an innovation framework to help customers and employees shift their lifestyles towards sustainable behavior changes.
1: SB Brands for Good, is that right?
0: That's right. Awesome. SB okay. Brands for good.com.
1: Yeah, no, that's really neat. And you you mentioned supply chain innovation, and there are a few times it seems like just a, a quick tidbit. Um, so many of the companies that we're talking to. We're asking what's driving this. Why is there a renewed focus on this? And we hear so many of them say, you know, it's someone at some point in our supply chain. So I think that's really interesting. And then, of course, on the waste to energy front, uh, you're preaching to the choir there. You know, we think obviously that that's really, really important. And you mentioned competitors getting together and uh, trying to solve common problems. We're actually seeing that in our business. I won't name any names right now, but um, in our organic fertilizer business, we have a partnership uh, with a company who is taking our platform to some of their competitors, um, you know, to help them solve the same problem. So that's really neat to see and fascinating to see uh, and be a part of. And, um, you know, we're just one small corner of that world. You get to see. Um, a lot of really big deals, uh, you know, being constructed, and the, the framework of really big big deals being built out to help address these problems. So it's a really really neat role that you're in. Um, what excites you the most in the next five years? Kind of as you look at the future and where you see things going, uh, is there anything in particular that you're you're most excited about?
0: Well, thanks for that question. One of the Big areas I'm most excited about is working with groups like yours, David, who are innovating. They're, you're breaking the mold of what most people know even as possible, and we can bring what you're doing to scalable application through multinational brand adoption. And if we can do that well, that's a, a major area. And I have partners that are taking plastics out of the ocean, like OceanWorks, and turning it into commercial products with paypal and uh, ykk zippers they just announced we have groups that are switching to organic sources of their agricultural supply chain who are thinking about their their inks and their dyes and their prints uh, and in personalization and packaging to reduce waste through on-demand sources and 3d printing the technology side is very exciting if we're open to cultural change, if we're open to listening to uh, differences that, for example, leadership and sustainability doesn't always come from the top. It's not always hierarchical. So one of the things I'm very excited about is seeing adaptive leadership sources from groups who create leadership networks that can engage executive leaders at the right time and investors at the right time to, to drive solutions because we see a market growth from those changes. Uh, We see greater revenue, we see greater market value, we see greater competitive advantage, and without exception, there are metrics to back this up. And the more that, what really excites me is the more that we see this becoming common knowledge in the C-suite of of the way business is done and decisions are made. And the next five years is pivotal for that. And it's, a, it's really important we meet our 2030 goals for carbon reduction emissions globally. We can do that through improvement of topsoil, biodiversity, uh, cleaning up supply chains, energy, innovation and efficiency and renewables. So there's a lot to be hopeful for. Yep. it's a long answer to your question, but I'm so I'm an optimist.
1: No, yeah, you, you took the words out of my mouth because um, not to minimize how much work there is to be done, but following sustainable brands uh, and sites like yours and companies like yours really, really highlight and give hope to the fact that we are on the right track. I love what you said. We don't have a technology problem. Um, we have the technology to figure out how to solve these problems. And uh, I really enjoy following your platform and kind of staying on the leading edge, uh, you know, of who's doing what and, and who is really driving this change across the country and across the world. So it's all really fascinating stuff. I highly recommend to our viewers and listeners, if this has interested you at all, get on SustainableBrands.com. Uh, make sure that's the right website. Um, Thank you so much, David, for being on the show. We really appreciate and value your time. Uh, Before we sign off, please remind our listeners and viewers, how can they follow you online? How can they follow you on social? Uh, Either you personally or SB or both. Um, And then we'll sign it off.
0: Well, find us on LinkedIn at Sustainable Brands. And as you said, SustainableBrands.com. Uh, hey, we also have an Instagram as well. <laughs> and All right. I'm on LinkedIn. David Hopkins is my full name. Uh, and be happy to connect with anyone who'd be interested if you have any questions. And uh, my email is also available. It's dhopkins at SustainableBrands.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much, David, for the time
1: today. Absolutely. And another reminder, please, uh, if you're interested in integrate the conference, which is coming up here in a couple of weeks, please either email me or email David. And he's offered a complimentary pass to the show. It's going to be really, really awesome. I'm looking forward to it. David, best for the rest of your week. And uh, thanks again for doing this. It's, It's great to be with you.
0: Thanks so much, David. Really appreciate it as well.
1: Take care.